Hey guys, and welcome to our fourth podcast. Today is October the 17th, and we are here, Luis and I, Cassie Craig, are here with Joe Stanisek, a friend of mine, a business owner in the med spa industry. Um, today's podcast is brought to you by Cass Clinical Consulting and Everable, um, and, and we're excited to have you, Joe. So. Um, introduce yourself for us a little bit. We we don't have you on video, so um, I want you to kind of paint the picture of who you are. Yeah. Um, so, start off. My name is Joe Sanizek, like we uh, like you guys said. Um, I uh, I own a med spot here in Cleveland. We started off in the, I started off in tanning actually, and then I went off into um, laser hair removal. From laser hair removal, then I got into injectables and uh, tattoo removal and everything else, and here I am today where we specialize mainly in injectables and we do a lot of cool sculpting. Cool sculpting is one of our major businesses. And I'm slowly phasing out of the canning industry and, you know, more focusing on that franchising nationally. <laughs> well, um, I, we were talking a little bit before we got, uh, we got the recording going and um, I wanted you, so you were telling me, uh, you were telling us a story about a former employee um, just as a side note, Joe has uh, just started a huge franchising project. So Vio Med Spa is um, is the product selling now. So he was selling a lot of cool sculpting. Now he's selling a lot of med spas and and really taking off. Um, so we're excited to have you, Joe. But tell me, go back into the story about your um, staff member. Right as you were kind of launching the idea of the, the franchising. You had an office manager who was paid very well, I remember, um, and she kind of tried to tank everything. I mean, really, like single-handedly, really cost the business a lot. Literally, of like, I, it's almost like she, yeah, sorry to cut you off. I mean, yeah, it's almost as she, as if she had vendetta without having a vendetta. Like, right. literally, go to work every day, you know, almost tank every single lead. Telling me, oh, and make, and make up reasons why this person didn't want to buy, this person didn't want to buy. Almost every single person was in no no sale. Every single person, whether she would say that they were medically not able to, or they were unable to, were going to laser hair removal because they were not a candidate, or this or that or this. Every single sale was a non-candidate. If I remember, or a no she, sale. Was, she was disqualifying people over the phone, like just telling them oh, not even to come. Yeah, before they even got, would give up on the person, even try, oh, they didn't want to come in because of this or this the or this. Objection, yeah. so, so fast forward, we're, you know, that was, we started noticing this in, you know, October-ish. And then with her sales just tanking and tanking and tanking. And then uh, we come to December, come to find out that she had stolen all this money via bartering. She was bartering with my clients, uh, current clients and new clients to benefit herself. A yeah. total of, of what was around $46,000. And wow. we, my employees are the ones that noticed this. Mm -hmm. And they brought it to my attention. And we, um, we just got rid of her. It, we got rid of her the end of um, December. I remember, Joe, so, uh, I remember knowing you like when this person was working and kind of that, uh, that instinct inside of you saying something's not right. You know, I think one of the problems and, and something I want to touch on later. So everybody kind of make a, a notation of this is, um, distribution of power, um, and, uh, systems, systemization. So, so ideally, systems and and are so important. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, now you would you know, catch these, that very quickly. So these, she, taught, she taught you a huge, uh, valuable lesson through all of this, but go on. Oh, yeah. I mean, this isn't my first time, too. I mean, we can go back three years where I had a similar issue with a, my first business partner that got me into this industry. She did a very similar sneaky thing, and I caught her right away, too. And it's very interesting how these people can't do the simple job, but they'll find ways to cheat the system. <laughs> right, you know like I mean? they're it's so amazing. Yes. <laughs> they can do a really good job when they want something. Yes. You know, they yeah. can, they, if they would just do their job and make the money on their bonuses and commission right. and so they forth, then they wouldn't need to steal. But instead, they find ways, they find creative ways to steal so they could be more lazy. It's honestly, guys, the most crazy thing I've ever, ever seen in my life. Yes. Um, and but, so, so tell me about the person that you um, replaced her with. Finally, after everything was said and done and she was out of the picture, what I remember talking to you at that point, because um, we've known each other now for a year or more. Um, I remember talking yeah, to you over about the picture and it was like, it, like it was even difficult to train somebody to take over because she really had her hands in everything. And so it upset right. every single level and every layer of the business for you. Um, so tell me how you, how you fixed that. So it was very, it was, it's actually very stressful. You know, you're going into January where um, you're ramp, getting ready to ramp up to your busy season. I had, a, I had literally no one to do sales. Um, we were just, you know, picking up loose. So at this time, I'm getting ready to launch a franchise and I have my, get a new salesperson. Um, no time to do it because I had to fire the person on the spot. So I had no lead time. So it was very difficult. I, uh, luckily, I found this woman who happened to be getting injections that day at my spa, and we just started talking as she was in my spa that day, and my one employee actually worked with her. She told me about her, and then we started talking. I said, why don't you come to my uh, office tomorrow? We'll talk some more. So I, I talked to her, and I ended up hiring her on the spot. She started a week later. She had to give, or it was actually two weeks later, but she had to give her other job, which was at Orange Theory, uh, two weeks off, or two weeks mm -hmm. uh, lead time. Mm -hmm. She started, she had to learn the whole company, ins and outs, how every service that we offered within literally, you know, a week and a half time, and then was starting to stop. So she was given a crash course, more or less. And you know what? Her first month and a half was a little rough. I will say, though, even the staff is like, Joe, she doesn't understand this industry. She thinks it's this and this. But you know what? I'm like, guys, just give her, just give her the time. She's new to this. Mm -hmm. And you know what? She is a rock star. Everyone loves her. The customers love her. The staff loves her. They're a great team. They work together. They respect one another. It's a great atmosphere. You know, you just have to follow yeah. You know, all your heart, if someone feels like they're the right fit, go with it. Because yes, and I want to point yeah. out, you know, first off, like I come from health clubs. So health clubs are a really um, hot place to pull somebody from because of the, the consultative sales methods inside the health club. So it helps so much, especially with the cool sculpting patient, but even when they have injectables with that patient as well, because they, yeah. um, they're, t they're just trained to do uh, what really the people in medical industry are never trained to do. So you're going to see really good salespeople come from not only health clubs, but also uh, weight loss centers, um, 
not not like medical weight loss centers, but other like like uh, food planning weight loss centers and and retail mm. heavy kind of weight loss centers. So uh, you know, not that you want to go and try to recruit people, just but if you run into somebody who wants a job and that's their background, it might be a really good fit. Um, also, uh, service industry. I find that you know people who who have bartended or waited tables and stuff, they're mm. really just really good with people. And that's really all you need because you can teach people the I agree with that. Yep. Yeah. Um, it might take a couple months, but you can teach people the mechanics. You can't, it's very difficult to teach people how to be people, people. And so that's really like first and foremost, yeah. if you're looking for a sales position, the other thing I want to point out is job descriptions. So mm. having a very clear, clearly defined um, boundary around the job itself, like what the, the previous employer employee for you, Joe had was just kind of this, this job that covered everything a little bit of everything and then she gave what she didn't want to do to others and so now you're in a, a stronger business structure with a a defined salesperson a defined cool sculpting specialist and the roles within those being the same you know so that they're replaceable so that yeah. something happened to this woman you can pull in another woman or a man right they have to know that they're not they're they, they a lot of these women think that Oh, you know, you're handcuffed without them. You cannot let them think that. And I absolutely did not. I mean, I had an intuition that something was going on with Deborah, and I'm glad I went with it and investigated it more because I was right. You know, something was not right. And you just got to follow your heart, like I said before. And you can't let these women think that they, you can't exist without them. You know what I mean? And I, I don't want to yeah. say women. I'm just saying employees in general. Yeah, well, I mean, generally we employ women, so I get it. Um, but but that's yeah. right. Like, we the, the distributions of power, and I learned this early on in business, if every job role is not replaceable, then you're in trouble. Because not yeah. only could somebody disappear and your business collapse or go through some really hard times, but also you're you're giving the message. Like, people think that they've that they have you that they can do whatever they want and you can't do anything because you don't know what to do without them and you never want to put yourself there and so i i think a lot of you know a lot of the people that are you know that are in listening to audience today can definitely really relate to kind of just dealing with bad employees right um you know and then you know of the idea of also kind of bringing somebody on board and we and that's kind of one of the, one of the highlights for today right where it's like find people that are people, you know, that, that, that are people's people, right? <laughs> you know, and they really like, you know, engaging with other people and, and all that stuff. And they have that kind of inside of them. Joe, what would, what would you say was kind of like the process that you took her, took her through for like everybody out there that's listening right now, where it's like, you know, they bring somebody new, how much time would you say you should give somebody to train them? And then what type of training did you take them through to kind of develop her into the rock star that she is today? Can you kind of share some, some insight in, into that? Well, you know, I, I had her, she, she was, she had to study all the, um, the, all the injectables. She had to know the ins and outs of every procedure that we did. Right. Yeah. Um, and then we would, you just know, like within two weeks, you should know whether or not she's going to stand out or not. I really, two to three weeks, you should really have an idea whether this person is going to work or not. Because mm -hmm. if you're going to wait six to eight weeks to see if the person is going to be a rock star or not, then, you know, they're not putting out forth the effort to show you that they're worthwhile within the first two to three weeks. There's no point to hang on to a bad egg for two months. Yeah. And, you know, that's my experience. I mean, she, she showed herself within the first two weeks. 
Um, I'm sorry. Do you have like a, um, like a method for teaching those services and products or was it kind of just, she was uh, shadowing people and how exactly did she learn every single service and product? That well, you we, did, we, did, we, have, we kind of created like these manual, we created manuals. So they, and she just learned every single product um, from always from all the filler to the Botox, what a neurotoxin is, all that, all that. And then she went on to cool sculpting and the lasers she didn't get into the intricacies of the lasers and um, the cool stuff, so to speak, mainly the general concept, and then has learned the intricacies and the, the, all the ins and outs of everything since then. She needed to learn yeah. the basics of it first, what it does, what, what you need it for, so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, so I, one of the things that really struck a chord is manuals, right? And I know that was one of the things that we were talking about earlier in the call, were, you know, systems and, you know, SOPs, right? Standard operational procedures. And I know, because, you know, working with a few Metsballs around the country, I know that the majority of them don't have any, like, don't even know what that is a lot of the time. <laughs> right. And so you said you had some manuals for, I guess, like, you know, the way you do every, every single thing. Am, am I correct in saying that? Or can you, can you kind of tell us a little bit more about the type of manuals that you have and what they include? Uh, they basically, like I said, they just explain, all the manuals explain, you know, everything from all the procedures that we offer. Uh, okay. we, and they, they go from the general, the consumption of what they are and what they do. And then later they explain the intricacies of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they explain, you know, how to, what to look for for in a candidate in in every experience that you're going to see along the way. Gotcha. No, that's good. And so no. I, I want to point out because Joe um, is, you know, one of the few spa owners that I know that has really handled fast track growth in a very, um, very respectable kind of way. Joe, you know, I think in the last year you've probably worked more hours than yet than not for sure. Uh, but I think things are, are finally kind of settling down and starting to build momentum, you know, toward the dream. Um, and I think that this is a huge part of that. I think that going in with the standard operational procedures manuals, going in with very clear job descriptions, going in with very clear um, write-up policies, a handbook, these types yeah. of things that Joe has really mastered because this gives him the freedom. Like how often, how many hours do you spend at your spa per week, Joe? Well, at the spa, I'm, I go there. I go there every day for at least two, three hours. But I'm always working behind the scenes. I'm right. on the phone with the girls all day long, like literally all. I, I try not to get in their business during the workday when they're, you know, in in between clients and things. But I'm always on top of things, making sure, literally everything, making sure we're not doing something improperly. If I see something in in the um, uh, in the POS system that I feel is wrong, I need to getting a better understanding of why we did it this way. I called them right away. I'm on top of our POS system all day long. Yeah. And another thing is, is, you know, I know, I know the insides and outs of all the procedures. Like I know them, like anything about the filler, the cool sculpting, I know how they came about, what they do, everything, where they go and everything. And I'm not a doctor or anything, but I need to understand why we're doing something. And I need to understand the product and what we're doing with that certain customer and why you know in case the customer comes to me if it escalates to my point of why we need to deal with the customer a certain way 
then I need to understand that product and that procedure and why we're doing it. I love this point, 100%. Joe, because I, I know many business owners who, and, and delegations of, of different uh, procedures and, and jobs is a good thing. I think, you know, spreading out all of the, um, all of the things that you're doing so that you're not taking on too much is very good. But so many people have a system in place that they don't understand from front to end. Um, that can't, you know, they couldn't jump in and do it. Not to say that, that you ever should, but, um, but how can you hold people accountable if you don't know what they're supposed to be doing in the first place? So, um, that, that brings me to the question that was on my mind while you were talking, what are your accountability measures? How do you measure how each job is doing? Um, how do you give, uh, proper feedback? If you're not in the spa and overseeing them all day, every day, how, what are your accountability? So we have, we have price points on where they can work with between, you know, for example, like if a customer is a very good customer and like they know our price points and where we need to say to be profitable. Right. So that helps me keep track of, you know, accountability of making sure they're not doing anything out of the realm of us not being profitable on a certain uh, procedure. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. So and then, I, what about like, every- I'm, I, I, let me try to rephrase the question. What about, okay, so say the salesperson that's in place right now, if you wanted to right. improve her close rate, like she's already really good, right? So a little bit of work on her could make her really, really, really good. So how would you go about identifying where she needs to work? Do you have methods in place like that? Yeah, we have a CRM, we, we use a CRM tool. So I, I look at it and see, and I, I always follow it to see, okay, Beverly, I saw that this person hasn't been touched and was only touched, say, two times. Why was this only done two times? I follow that CRM tool to figure mm-hmm. out why, like, you told me this person was closing, they didn't, and you only touched on them twice. Mm-hmm. Why did you not go back on them? And then sometimes, honestly, it's a simple, I forgot, honestly. Yeah. You know, I'm like, well, Beverly, or I'm like, Beverly, you can't do that because that person could have, that person could have sold and that could improve your close rate. You got to make sure you stay on top of every single one of these, no matter what. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And for, and for, I stay on top of our CRM tool, like mm-hmm. on top of it. That is awesome. For those of you who don't know, a CRM is a client relationship management tool. There's a few out there. Uh, look it up and you'll, you'll find it. But if you're not currently, a lot of, I think a lot of mess balls have like their POS system or, or some type of like kind of Excel medical sheet. record. Yeah. Right. Or their, yeah, their Excel sheet. Right. But you, you definitely need to, if you want to scale and you, if you want, you need to have a, a, the systems in place to really start just go like, I was talking to somebody last week and they're like, well, I was like, how do you keep track of all your leads and, and your sales and stuff like that? She's like spreadsheets, Excel. And I'm like, Gosh, well, first of all, if you're going to use Excel, just transfer it over to Google Spreadsheets because that's like just a way more streamlined way to do it. But even beyond that, if you really want to start scaling your business, you want to start generating more leads, you're going to need to implement and looking into getting some type of CRM tool that's going to be able to manage all those things for you because you need to have efficiencies with your, within your organization because your, your company is going to break. That's yeah, what's going to happen. It yeah. Not, yeah. It, 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 you can't improve upon it if it's not measured and you can't know yeah, the measure sure. unless you take actions to do that. And I even, I even have heard of people using like binders for leads, you know, like just filling out pieces of paper and yeah. organizing that. That's fine. If you're, if you're looking, if, if your goal is to get two or three leads a week, then sure that works. 
But if your yeah. goal is to get any anything above a lead a day, you really need a systemized approach. Um, some what I want to point out here too is if you if you Google CRM and you decide to use one, absolutely find somebody who's an expert at setting them up and um, and delivering you a finished product because I I don't think. I wouldn't want any business owner to take on the job of setting up the CRM. It's worth whatever, you know, a couple thousand dollars they, they charge to set the whole thing up for you and teach your staff and train you. Um, Cause that could, that could end up being messy. But I, I like that Joe. Um, I, that was, that led me to my next question that I had for you is uh, what type of data do you track? How often do you track it? Can you kind of shine some light on that for people? So I, I track it every day. I'm on that thing all day you. long. I mean, you see, we, we have, I mean, and Beverly's on the phone all day long. We, we do about eight consoles a day, roughly, sometimes less, but on average eight. So there's no way for her to physically track all those, getting back to the CRM, there's no way for her to physically track all that in her head and like, oh, wait, I got to call this yes. person. I got to call it. So this yeah. allows you to figure out how many times you track them, if they're coming in, if they're powerful, if they're not, you know, right. this helps with organization tremendously. You know, that's 50 leads a week. That's, I mean, and sometimes we're tracking people back from August that said, hey, refract me um, in September. So this helps, or in October. So this helps tremendously. It almost becomes like when, when your business gets to the place where mine is, um, you know, this is a, a big piece of everyone's day is that CRM and looking into it, making the phone calls that are necessary. Like you said, you can, um, you can, you know, designate hotter leads versus colder leads, people who are closer to yeah. purchasing. You can see what stage of the lead flow or the deal flow that everyone's in. Say, um, yeah. you wanted to pull a report of people who came in for consultation, but did not buy in the last 12 months. And you can run a specific email to just those people. It even gives you the power to say, um, you know, how many attorneys came in in the last 12 months, you can track all kinds of information once you start utilizing the CRM. And, and, and the other cool thing is definitely running the automations. Like once somebody okay. falls within one specific stage, like initiating certain sequences and automation so that you can continue to nurture that lead. And a big one, like the one that I say all the time because that I give as an example, because everybody understands is like when somebody becomes a cool scoping patient, you want to follow up with them three months down the line to get their before and after pictures, right? Well, a lot of the times you're going to forget. And, and that's why a lot of times people don't come back in, right? Well, the, the CRM should initiate a sequence that three months after it sends out an email or end a text message saying, hey, it's time for your before and after pictures, come back, right? And so that's when I talk about creating the efficiencies within the organization so that it's not, it, it doesn't have to stay top of mind. There's no room for human error because it's, it's all there within the system. And so to talk about tools, talk about Cassie, Cassie uses Infusionsoft. It's a great tool with something we've been working with. I use uh, EverGenius. And Joe, I think, I think Joe, you're, you're talking about, uh, active, do you use ActiveCampaign? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think that's what we both say. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but there, there's so many out there. Check them out. Talk to us about it if you have any questions, and, uh, and we can talk a little bit more about that. So that was yeah, my goal. I, would say, I do want to say the CRM is the single most valuable thing that that helps my business continue to add one percent value every month and that those marginal gains add up right so the crm gives me the opportunity to send people birthday messages or to you know it just gives me this relationship that i can go on and that can be automated um that we can always grow 
it also allows you to see where you're pulling your clients from as far as yes um track your customers and what kind of uh customers you want to uh advertise towards and things like that mm -hmm. yeah and i, I think switch up the advertising to um meet different customers you know desires needs exactly and and i think you know in our on our last episode we talked a lot about like some of our cat yeah, cassie and i's insights and, and us doing advertising and marketing and stuff like that and guys we wouldn't have any of those insights if we weren't using the crm like you know, and we weren't tracking like what we're doing on the advertising end, but it all goes into the CRM and that's where we look to see what's going on, who's converting, when did they convert? Because one of the insights was that we noticed that people weren't converting or, or a lot of people would convert three to six months down the line. We wouldn't have been able to convert those people if we didn't have the system to nurture them for those three, six months. You know what I mean? They would have so and, and yeah. the CRM, you know, you can, you can choose. When I asked you about data, Joe, I, I recommend to people just to find your, um, I always say like running a business is kind of like, like flying a plane, right? Like, and I've never flown a plane. So this is just <laughs> this is what makes sense in my mind. But when I look into the cockpit of a plane, I see all of these gadgets and, and all of these uh, measurements and different gauges and, I imagine that the pilot is having to manage all of these things and know where all of them sit at a single glance. So it's like every, every day for Joe, probably three times a day for Joe, he takes kind of that snapshot glance at where his business is and he has key data points that he's tracking, those that he thinks indicate or that are the most important, such as sales close rate or lead uh, conversion rates or um, new patient like how many, what percentage of new patients versus how many, what percentage of uh, returning patients, those types of numbers. So, you know, when, what I do is I track it weekly, um, once a week, and I sit down with my key players and we look at this data because you can see that if things, things will kind of ebb and flow, right? Like things will go a little bit better and a little bit worse and a little bit better, a little bit worse. And that's kind of just the, um, the nature of business. Um, if you see something get way better way fast or way worse way fast, then you know some event has happened. Something has changed. And so it really gives you, like for Joe, he would know within probably a few hours if something detrimental happened or like if someone was stealing or if something, um, you know, amazing has happened, like some some. Uh, ad campaign is working just phenomenally. Uh, so, you know, at least weekly um, snapshots is my recommendation. And, um, you know, um, you can't stay in the numbers. You can't only look there because it, you know, you can spend all your life there. So uh, I think regimenting those, those meetings and those, those looks like when you pull the numbers is important. And then, um, what I was also going to say is the CRM also offers you an opportunity to look at larger data sets. So I could look at this week's data and I could look at a week, um, a week in March and that data, and they could be quite different, but with a CRM, I'm able to bring in, um, the data, the, the averages for a month, the averages for a quarter, the averages for a year, and then compare those things to previous years, make projections for future years. So you know, I, I really think that running business is a lot in that cockpit of, you know, yeah. of your business. And so, and so Joe, um, we're, we're coming a little bit kind of, you know, to, to the end of the, of the episode here. And, but I did want to spend a few minutes just so you can talk a little bit to our audience and tell them a little bit about like, 
what does it take? Like, what does it take from go from like just owning one Mets ball and transitioning into, you know, where you are now, right? You know, you're, you're in the process of, you know, in the creating the franchise. Um, I can't remember if you already said you had some places, some, some places already up and running, but the goal was to get to, or, or, or tell us a little bit about like what the goal is, uh, how many places you want to, you know, you want to open up. And then maybe like talk a little bit about the process of what you kind of did to, to get from point A to, to point B. Yeah, so um, honestly, a lot of it comes down to this right, right place, right time. When it comes down to meeting the guys, that helped me get to some place. But getting it, so right now we were, uh, when I first started um, this whole process, it was about September of last year, um, and there was some systems and procedures that we needed to get in place and get things organized in um, and get ready to grow to the, the capacity that where we wanted to be. Uh, as of right now, we just finished our, uh, we had to change our name because we were Skin Deep Medi Spa, now we're VO Med Spa. And the reason we had to do so was because we had owned the trademark. So there was some rebranding things as well that needed to happen in order for this franchise to, um, to be engaged. So as of right now, we should have um, 10 deals closed uh, for open locations across the country. Um, wow. and by our ultimate goal is to have up to four to 500 locations um, franchise, franchise out. So. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's, awesome. yeah, that's within five to seven years. So. And, and I think, you know, like you can't get there without doing what we've been talking about today. Like having the rights, having really? systems for everything. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 I, um, I applaud you Joe, for finding the right people and not giving up when, um, you know, that, that one employee really, just did a number on you for a few months, but I, I know Joe as a very positive person who I can hear his smile every time I talk to him. He's really loving life and, um, and making waves. And I just, I really applaud you, Joe. You stand out among business owners that I've ever known. And uh, I can't wait to see the Omed spot just blow up. Even in my own market, Thanks, I can't I wait to see you guys down the street. I really <laughs> am excited. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, Joe, I mean, right before we close up here, I mean, do you have any last uh, piece of advice that you'd want to share and leave our audience today? No, you know, the biggest thing is that I, as a business owner throughout the years, you know, I've been put up against a brick wall and just with no options. Like, what do I do? What do I do? Just don't give up. No matter what, yeah. yes. no matter what I have against you, I, I know you people say it all the time. But honestly, just don't give up. You'll figure out a way. A way will present itself that will help you you'll get out of it. No matter what, just don't give up. That's yeah. what success takes. That's it. Yeah. I, I was uh, saying that the other day. It's like if, if a failure exists in your life, Joe, like, like we could have looked at that, that employee as a failure. But instead, Joe looked yeah. at it as an opportunity to grow and to find the right person. And so he didn't give up. And I think that that's, you know, when you see businesses, quote, fail, they just gave up. Yeah. Yeah, and you have to believe in your company. <laughs> like I, uh, when when I when I first says I know this, I don't care who knows this, but you know when I first um, when I um, when I had to see my old business partner for the whole thing, I with everything with having to buy her out and everything, even though she stole from me, and with lawyer fees and everything, you know that cost me you know just about two hundred thousand dollars, two hundred fifty thousand dollars roughly, and you know what. I did it because, and I couldn't just close up shop. I had to stay open for my employees. You, you can't just think of yourself. You have to think about your, your company and the people yeah. that you employ. You can't let them down. It's not just about you. It's about your employees as well. You cannot let them down. So just keep that in the back of your mind. That will drive you forward. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, you're no, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I tell people all the time, it's like business is hard, but it's never boring. And I yeah. think, and I yeah. think in life, I, yeah. And I think in life, like, what else could you ask for? You know what I mean? Like, I want to have an interesting life. Like, uh, you know, that's it. You know, I want to have an awesome journey. And uh, and business, and 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 well, you know, that's what it is, right? Ne- never giving up. And that's the thing too. It's like opportunities always present themselves. Like this person who just randomly showed up, and you guys treated, and then she became the rock star that you guys have today. So like little little things yeah. like that, that just kind of align themselves. You know, some you know, some, some way, somehow. Right. Uh, but no, yeah, but that's, no, 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 I was done. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, something will always present themselves. You know, it did it when, um, you know, even when my partner who I ended up splitting with walked into my store that day to open the, the, the laser spot, I would have never gotten into this business if it wasn't for her walking in. I, I, I don't yeah. like, I don't care for that person anymore. But I still thank her for getting me into this industry. You know, one thing always leads to the next, you know. Sure. And thank God for the guy that walked in to sell me that cool sculpting machine that one day. I, it's, one thing always leads to the next. And, you know, that's, you just got to look at it in a positive aspect. And that's all. Yeah. So. Why your life is full of expansion, Joe. And it's because you identify it and, um, and have gratitude for it. And the expansion will continue. Yeah, I never burn a bridge, you know. I never, I never yes. burn bridges. I, and I tried to like, there's a few people that I share not to do business with. And that was one lady that I had my business partner. Again, I keep bringing that up. The lady that sold for me, that was my own office manager. I just don't care to have them in my life. You know what I mean? I don't wish them ill will. I mean, maybe a little bit, but it's for stealing from me. But at the same time, it's, you know what? You can't, you can't dwell on it. You can't let that yeah. bother you. It's, it's going to eat you alive. And if you keep dwelling and dwelling and dwelling, you not you can't move forward. So just cut your losses and move forward, and you know that's it. So yeah, good advice. Hundred percent. Well, um, I I think that's that's it for today. I think it was an awesome show. I think a lot of our audience kind of learned a little bit more about systems and operations. I think that was kind of like the theme for today. It wasn't. It was unexpected, but I think it's a good one that that people uh, kind of a lot of times take for granted. Um, or they don't know too much about. So I think this episode is going to be great for for learning a little bit more about that. Joe, if anybody would want to reach you, what's the best what's the best way for them to get in con- contact with you? Um, I'll give you my email. It's my first and last name, Joe Stanizak. S T A N is in Nancy O S is in Sam Z is in Zebra E K at Gmail dot com. Awesome. Maybe one of our audience members might want to partake in your franchise. <laughs> yes. Yes. If anybody yeah, is interested in getting into the business, you know, we do have a lot of treatment providers who are listening to the, co- yeah. uh, to the podcast. So I, I've seen treatment providers branch out and do their own thing. So if anybody uh, is interested or wants to ask questions, I know Joe or myself would be happy to answer and uh, tell you what owning your own business is all about. Um, I, awesome. I really yeah, have to with more product, questions one on one. I've looked at a lot of businesses yeah, is very strong. It's very exciting to watch you grow. Yeah. I, um, any, any, like, anybody, like I said, like you said, anyone that has any questions one-on-one for me, feel free to reach out. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you everyone. That this was episode four of the Mets ball accelerator podcast. Go ahead and subscribe, go to our website, metsballaccelerator.pro and go ahead and sign up on there. And if you would want to be a guest on the episode, Click that little checkbox that's out there on the website, and then we'll, we'll get you on here. 
Um, and again, if you want us to cover specific questions or, you know, specific topics, com comment on our group, find us on Facebook. It's bit.ly slash Metsball Accelerator, and it'll take you to our Facebook page and you can join our free online community with a few other uh, Metsball owners and, and, uh, and uh, estheticians and other, other people that are there. Um, all right. Well, thank you, everyone. And Cass, I mean, do you have any final words? No, y'all have a great week and, um, and continue killing it. And we'll see you next week. Awesome. All right. Thank you, everyone. Have an awesome day.